Texas got some good PR this weekend, but that's not the PR we mean today. Another episode of On Air. Joining us today is the biggest MKLeo fanboy in the world, celebrating the victory last night, but crying from the loss from the his beloved Cowboys. It's Thrillho. Oh, he really had to give a sweet this hour, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's life, baby. Okay. You get the sweet yeah. and the sour, and you know, you gotta you gotta talk about all of it. And we gotta talk about all these tournaments the past week, because man, there were quite a few. As usual, it's DFW. <laughs> yeah, yeah but talk about sweet, though. Freaks Fort Worth had a $100 pop bonus. Kind of brought out some tougher talent than usual. Ooh, hot damn. No, yeah, those always bring out the sharks in the water, especially Don B if he weren't busy with his big man adult job now. Yeah. Yeah, no Dan B, but, uh, you know, someone else representing the Mushroom Kingdoms, Tapisk in seventh place, tying with Little Video. Little Video plays... Is it Belmont or Ridley? I'm I'm blanking. It's Belmont. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's Belmont. Yeah. It's Belmont. Okay. Belmont, and he um, dabbles. He does have. Him? He does dabble with the FGC characters, and I'm pretty sure he has a Kazuya because yeah, since he made you in do, Smash you know? Four, mm-hmm. I remember those days. I have unfond yeah. memories. And Capus, we may say she represents the Mushroom Kingdom, but let's be honest, she has no affiliation loyally to any kingdom. That's why she plays six characters. Anyway, moving on to fifth place, we have OMJ, not to be mistaken with OMG, playing Sonic. And Sonic just seems to be the prevalent theme for the whole weekend. Yeah. With Essence being Villager, the player and character that nobody ever sees. We'll be seeing yeah. a little bit more of later, Woodwork, right? Or, I think it was last week. Yeah, they uh, they went to Richardson and now they showed up to four, so maybe we'll see them at a few more tournaments. Oh, yeah. But moving on to fourth place, we have Taylo Halo coming up from Waxahachie <laughs> in that fourth place finish with the Sword Fighter fighting to, you know, so usually Taylo Halo's playing uh, people way older than him, but Losing to Skelly, Skeleton getting third place. He keeps improving and proving, you know, every single tournament. Yeah, like, he has something to prove, and it may still be with Kazuya, but these days it's more and more so to do with Joker, according to his very inspired tweets. Do the Kazuya ditto with Phenom. Mm. He did the Kazuya ditto? Yeah, with Phenom. That's gross. Why did Phenom play Kazuya? Did he play it for the whole (laughs) tournament? Aphenion's a big fan of Tekken, so, you know, he's got a pocket Kazuya that he's been working on. Ooh. Uh, you know, he's he's got a Kazuya and a Fox. That's a pretty good matchup coverage for a lot of yeah. You cover everything on the honesty spectrum. Yeah, because he always um, has the FGC music, like, on, when he's playing at Freaks. He oh, knows so all true. the good anger tracks. Yeah, whenever I yeah. gave him, like, free reign over what song we were going to pick for our set, he actually did pick a Tekken song. Fancy that. Well, he plays yeah. the most honest and the least honest character in the game now. <laughs> Imagine. <Yeah. laughs> Moving on from that, and though. Like, one plays. I was going to say, Atomic plays two of the least honest characters in the game, with Rob and Joker. <laughs> Something in common yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, we can't have people defending Joker now, because MKLeo, we got, we got to stay on the, the DLC hate train. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> MKLeo made me into a hater this weekend. <laughs> I hate Joker now. I yeah, will definitely get to that part. Yeah, certainly. But not before we get to Freaks Denton. Congratulations to Atomic for winning Freaks Fort Worth Monthly. It's kind of his kingdom now. Like, he ruled it yeah. with an iron fist. And I didn't see AZ there, which is usually his only competition. So Yeah, AZ and Atomic have, like, what, 30 sets at Fort Worth yeah. at this point? But... <laughs> 
you know, Atomic just, he keeps grinding AZ. He's grinding the fatherhood life, so Atomic's been life. surpassing him lately. Forget about the work-life balance. Now you have to balance work-life and play. Moving on to Freaks Denton, we can get to seventh place. That's going to be In Cold, a.k.a. Joe, a.k.a. What was it? Fat Boy Fat Summer? Fat Boy <laughs> Summer. Hell Fat Boy Summer. yeah. Tied with Private Idaho. Yeah, Private Idaho, making Denton a regular home. Always showing up in that top eight with their Bayonetta. Yeah, not the and only Bayonetta. Yeah. Hey. There's two Bayonettas at top eight and neither of them are Leva. Astounding. Yeah. Only a Denton. Oh my god. Because Denton is uh, you know, a little a little uh, little different than Dallas. You know, a little um Little is right, because it's the little B <laughs> <laughs> compared to Dallas. And then we have Jama also tying for fifth place. Ever present in top eights in Denton, Texas, because it's kind of just his stomping grounds. But I mean a little bit of note about, you know, kind of weeklies. Like, these two weeklies are so far apart from each other. Like I said, they both have their own little areas, you know. It's totally different from Denton and Freaks Fort Worth because, you know, it's just people way farther down south. I mean, these weeklies are like an hour plus away from each other. So that's why you don't see any repeat names right here. Seriously. Yeah, we used to because <laughs> people were just insane and gas was much less expensive yeah. back in the day. But <laughs> now we just yeah. see Yellowrella doing that Man, kind of grind. I have done it before, but... Actually, I think um, fourth place, Adachi, or Adachi? Adachi, Adachi. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he was at the fourth monthly, but did not get top eight because he was messing around with his secondaries. And then Denton, I think it was still primarily Duck Hunt, but the Steve might have come out a little bit. The Duck Hunt. You know, I feel like that would translate pretty well between Steve and Duck Hunt, both very intricate, complicated characters that require a lot of technical know-how. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. like, set play, item play, like, kind of making you fall into their traps. Yeah, if only Duck Hunt had a minecart, and by that I mean never do that ever. <laughs> don't don't ruin my entire career, please. So, in third place, we just talked about him earlier, being the one that was always on that hour-long drive kind of grind. Vanguard makes his way to third place once again here in Freak Stenton. One of his higher placements of late, and I'm proud to see him back from Genesis so soon. Straight back. Well, this was before Genesis. Oh yeah, sorry, I don't have a time machine. <laughs> Moving on from that though, Shigura, the king of something. I remember he said like, probably this is the king of Krom, right? He was the king of Lubbock for a long time. He was their number one oh, for that's right. a couple yes, years. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. was and not, Yorella does not live in Lubbock. He, I mean, he was Krom, but he mostly went Cloud this tournament. Cloud! Ooh, that's right, he picked up Cloud recently. Yeah. Like, Rats to him, yeah. I've Lifestyle seen Cheeks place. do it. I've seen Giddy do it. It just makes I've sense. I've seen Spargo do it. <laughs> Did Spargo play Krom? Nah. I was like, I don't remember <laughs> Spargo Krom. It'd be kind of astounding, honestly. I feel like even, like, uh, what was his name? Rivers dabbled in the cloud for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean... Dip, dip, dipped his toes in there. You got it. You could, uh, you could up B, you know, out of shield. That's, that's all you need. You could do that as Krom, but you can't do it as good as Kazuya, and you can't do that as good as Junior does it as Kazuya. So, that's first place going to Junior, yeah, good and that's job. Denton's king once again. Yeah, he reset the bracket. Good stuff to him. Ooh, with Segura at that, with his newfound main, new and more viable. Crazy stuff. Congrats yeah. to him. And shout out to the youth, Atomic and Junior, taking first place to start off the week. I've had enough age talk, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are back in town and they're here to stay until they are not kids no more. So, Shockwave was very interesting this week. It was, um, 
Seventh place going to Fox, who is never going to be outside of top eight anymore, from what it seems. I remember the first time we talked about him making top eight, we were so proud and so surprised that you could even make top eight with DDD. But now, he's shooting for the stars, the warp stars, that yeah, is. Yeah, he's definitely shooting for PR. Like, we said, you know, after the last podcast, we're like, yeah, I could really see Fox making a push next season to get, you know, that ninth spot, that tenth spot. And the way he started off, January, it, it's looking like it's going to happen. Looking like an inevitability. 11th place is already a high achievement for a DDD in a region as difficult as this one, but he wants more! He's hungry! Yeah, Skips was hungry, hungry but not, not that hungry because he was not playing Wario. And he entered the I like how both of you are on the way to make the exact same runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> the synergy is there. They play doubles, people. <laughs> hey, you're probably thinking about it, too. I mean, the, the puns oh, from you onto us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've dropped some balls before, but not this time. But yeah, so Skits was playing a variety of characters. Um, you were at Shockwave. Did you see any? Oh, wait, yeah, he played Donkey Kong. The Donkey like Kong DK, from Skits. He told us about it. He warned us. Yeah, the last that the DK well. was real. Yeah, I, I remember the Palo. cheeks to game five. But man, getting seventh place with, you know, your secondaries when you're not beastly, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Oh yeah, when you're not Beastly, you know. <laughs> he's the he's the exception to the rule. Certainly, he is the he the exception is the rule for him. It's a code. It's a credo. Yeah, moving on to fifth place, we had Yellowrello and Cheeks sharing that. Yellowrello showing up hasn't been to Shockwave in a bit, but he wanted to come out for that best of five format that was all night and. You know, it was 50 entrants, and it was best of five, and it actually didn't end that late. Oh, yeah, they, they ran that thing smoother than butter. Not to mention Yellowrello got to get in the games that he always wants to get in, because he usually just comes in and swings some money matches to get his experience. But if you get to pay the venue fee and get best of fives at the whole venue, hell yeah, Yellowrello's going to be there. Yeah, it's nice for him to get, like, his money's worth, because he has to travel so far. He just needs to live here already. I don't know why he continues this lifestyle. You can get a job here, bro. We'll find you one. I swear to God, I know family's important, but sheesh. And yeah, it's cheeks. funny because, uh, just a quick note, Yellow Rello went on a monster losers run all the way from losers round two to top eight, which is crazy. Oh my he lost, God. I think he lost his round two set to Kosoku and then mm -hmm. ran all the way back to top eight. Bro, who has more endurance than Yellow frickin' Rello? Losers Crazy. round two? You're making it through losers? That's like twice the sets, not to mention you have the longest drive to and from home. Yeah. That's crazy. Getting crazy. fifth place after all that? Good stuff. I'm just trying to do the math on how many games he played. It's like... He, he, I would was, like to know. He got seven... Well, I mean, not even the games count, but he was, in sets he was seven and two, which is crazy to see. Phew! This was all tactful, actually. Like, the, the calculated throw. <laughs> yeah, you wanted the most games yeah. possible. Yeah, like, I want to play like 50 our... games of Super Shash Brothers. <laughs> Sounds Man. like the Genesis 9 winner. Honestly. <laughs> In any case, we can move on from 5th to 5th, because it's Trey 5, even though it's 4th. <laughs> Trey 4. And we're moving on up. To Grayson in third place. That'll be a surprising placement, but given the two above him, it's not as surprising as you'd think. Yeah, I mean, you know, you would expect second or first, considering how Grayson ended the last season, but Beastly was here, and he was pulling out 
some strange characters. We saw a bunch of Incineroar. Dude, is Incineroar literally almost took out Lima? <laughs> Why? Why is he good at that game character? Five, Larissa, that was so scary, bro. He <laughs> lost game 10 with Incineroar. It's like the most beastly yeah. character in his kit, honestly, aside from <clears throat> Captain Falcon. Yeah. But that's not like, Beastly's character. Lemo had him at like 240 and like Ethro from center stage didn't kill. Oh my I was God. like, oh, this is so even. <laughs> this is so easy. It was just the hypest thing you've ever seen. We love heavies versus Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> Criminy crickets. But congrats to Lima for clutching it out in game 10. I'm sure it was stressful, especially considering that Lima had dedicated his entire best of five shockwave run to timeouts on the worst possible day to do it. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> The commentators yeah, were not pleased. Shout out to, uh, yeah, shout out to Nova for being the receiving end of that. Honestly, the only time that I even saw was against Nova, honestly, so maybe Lima, like, threw out that game plan eventually. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like a, an inkling hate crime. But moving on to Freaks Richardson, we have seventh place going to Skeleton. Another very nice, very polished top eight finish, but I know he wants more. Tied with T-Cat, whom I have seen before, but I forget their main. He plays Pikachu. He has a villager, but he was primarily yeah, playing that. Pikachu in his pocket. <laughs> was... Yeah, he plays doubles with Lynx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. All right, well, moving on to fifth. Yeah, he was, he was always, like, um around, but um, a really good finish for him. I think maybe the best of five helped his play style because he kind of plays a slower-paced game and wants to, you know, slow things down and figure you out. Yeah, so. it really helps in those moments. Like, best of five is a privilege yeah. for... The people that have developed their flow charts usually because then they make it automatically to the best of five territory where they can then turn their brains on and focus on analysis and counterplay but yeah good stuff from tcat getting seventh place and then on to fifth we had danby showing up for you know his one tournament a week it's on that on that job grind tying with fox's day-to-day -day. <laughs> imagine you mispronounce you mispronounced Danby, I'll mispronounce DDD. We'll, we'll make it a pact. Here, here. <laughs> it's a deal. Yeah, Danby just happened to be a, a victim of a huge run by the person we'll be talking about later. Oh, yeah. That went on a monster, another monster loser's run. My goodness. Man, what is with those? They're not losers, yeah. that's for sure. No, for sure not. These losers be running. Anyway, we got fourth place going to Desley, who is a loser because he plays mm -hmm. Min Min. No. <laughs> Speaking of losers, no. Look, Deadly, your amendment's great, but, you know, you lost to Atomic, the Rob again, just just bring back the Palu. We know you still have the fundies. Palu sucks. <laughs> She's good. Palu's, Palu sucks. We'll push the propaganda, but, like, Min Min Rob is probably her worst matchup, and Desley just, like, he does it every week. I don't know why. Yeah, Gyro versus Arms with projectile priority. It's just curtains for certains but you know you already heard it yeah. atomic beat desley so that puts him in third place because he actually fell to the most legendary losers run of all time yeah another round two losers run and this time done by hippo oh my god crazy dude yeah we all know that hippos have like okay maybe we don't all know but hippos have like a fatality rate a human fatality rate of like what three thousand people per year and this is no exception they are tearing through them yeah. the whole population is not safe now tore up the freaks richardson bracket for sure all leading up to the king oh, himself really quick. only the one percent remains and that's going to be lima and he's only the one percent because he is only getting ones as far as his resume is concerned here in dfw <laughs> <laughs> so hippo lost to let's see here was it winners round two 
Tempo lost a teacap. Dang. Teacap three one in winners round two. Whoa. And then he got sent to losers round two. Beat Ozzy. Beat Adachi. Beat not Meg in a really tense five setter. Oh, I love that for or her. Five gamer. Yeah, Hippo. Hippo had some trash talk after the set, hey. but uh, we'll, we won't get into that. <laughs> beat Halo Halo. Beat Teacap three zero in the run back. Beat Danby. Beat Desley. Beat Atomic. That's actually so insane. Congratulations to Hippo. He's had some runs in his career, and let me tell you, one of them included Mute Ace as a casualty. This guy, when he's popping off on that yeah. day, he's popping the hell off. Yeah, what a run. Yeah. But that'll be it for Freaks for Shout out to Liba. Two best of five tournaments, two nights in a row, and he takes both of them. As expected. That's why he's our number one. Like, would it even seem almost even more expected at that point, right? Like, if you give Lima too much time, he's gonna crush you. <laughs> yeah, he's just used to the best of five format, too. You know, he probably has the most experience in five-game matches. For certain. But, moving on to our first non-best of five tournament, except, you know, Sans Denton. We have Super Smash Bros. Odyssey... Led by the one and only Koi, who is actually a very interesting player to see. I know that they are um, a very good Robin, from what I saw, and they actually yes. have some very one of our results. one of our hidden boss Robins that just shows up and like we'll get top eight and we'll be like, oh yeah, we have like four really scary Robins. Yeah, it's just a weird thing that's <laughs> around every corner looming. In case you ever forget the matchup, they'll be there on that same day, on that very mm -hmm. moment. And Skeleton getting 7th place, man. Skeleton was grinding this week. How many tournaments did he go to? Like, all of them, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save for, uh, maybe Shockwave. But I saw him there, too. Sheesh. He was at every tournament this week with him, wasn't he's, he? He's on that grind, you know? You could you can hate the the DLC, but you can't hate the player. He's, he's put in the work. I can't help but admire the work ethic, because we all know that Kazuya put in the work in his lore, and now Skeleton's forging his own. Yeah. But speaking of characters people hate, a pair of Sonics getting fifth oh, place. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fudge, who we know, and Grapesard, who was playing primarily Sonic. You can call it instead of Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Two of them, because Grapesard has betrayed us all and put down the purple Charizard for just a moment's time to pick up Sonic. Devastation, frankly. Okay, so then, DJ Don is in fourth place, which is the most insane part, because DJ Don was, like, the winner of last week's Shockwave, and now he's getting fourth at Ooh. Odyssey, because the talent, the talent, and the upsets that were happening at this tournament, man, I commentated it solo, and it was so surprising, each and every turnabout, but most importantly was Tizpies, because Tizpie is the one that put DJ Don in fourth, and he had some other crazy upsets that day, too, with Ike. He beat DJ Don with Ike exclusively, because apparently that's a good matchup. Oh, wow. I mean, I could see it just like they kind of are on two opposite ends of the, of the spectrum for playstyle. So I could see Tizpai like, you know, throwing a wrench or a, a great sword into GJ Don's game plan. It just seemed like the sword was just long enough that like minecart wasn't really a factor, and neither was any of his disjoints because his disjoint is bigger <laughs> and forever and all yes. time. No matter what move it is, it's bigger than yours. But yeah, going into top two, we had the the freaks Fort Worth. In Plano, it was Atomic versus AZ and Grand. Yeah, uncharacteristic considering that Fort Worth was that week, but AZ showed up and it was a slobber knocker. They got to like game five. AZ took the first set over Atomic, but then Atomic came back and did the double on him. So it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's going to be it for the local. Shout out to Atomic. Taking two tournaments this week. 
and Lima take it two tournaments this week. Oh, yeah. And we are so going to go to three tournaments. He did three? He, three? Yeah, he took a he took a little outside tournament that was had a pop bonus in Texoma. Oh, he's just making money then. On, during Saturday and then went to Odyssey that night. So he won both of those tournaments. Man. Won that Texoma hey. tournament over Cannon Brett. Crazy. Ken that energy Brett. of being a teenager my god yeah the energy of being atomic <laughs> atomic energy sells for a lot but he's making even more money than that congrats <laughs> to atomic sheesh yeah congrats atomic and shout out to all texas we're gonna talk a little more about texas and california we come back from a the break. little more <laughs> please we'll see you after the break and we're gonna talk about it a lot so that's not doing anything for you well, if it does, then y'all should come out to our weekly Smash Brothers tournaments at Free Play Arcade. That's Mondays in Fort Worth, Tuesdays in Denton, and Richardson on Thursdays. All starting at 8 p.m. And even if you don't win at Smash, you have unlimited tries at any other arcade game. That's why it's called Free Play. We are back from the break and gonna hop on a plane really quick to go to California talk about Genesis this past weekend of Smash. We had a uh, not that many Texans travel, but you know there there was a quite a few, like maybe just a few, maybe not quite a few. But to kick it off, <laughs> enough. There was enough. That's for certain. Yes, we all know enough. the one that we want to talk about the most. We'll save that for later because California Smash. It was unforgettable, but maybe a bit forgettable for some of our entrants here because at 255th or 257th place we had a tie a three-way tie four-way even <laughs> for um bon ren jace and a manu houston's ridley player yeah i mean that's still a good result considering there was over a thousand people entering yeah, um, top ultimate singles, you know yeah this was mm -hmm. easily one of the way tougher than let's make big moves too so pretty oh, it's yeah. genesis baby yeah. california just has that like history with smash where it seems like it always has some of the toughest tournaments because you have like you know a lot of like mexican players going a lot of japanese players going and then a lot of just west coast people that don't really go anywhere else going yeah like whenever like a japanese person thinks of america they think of two states and that's gonna be texas and california <laughs> <laughs> i hope we're included yeah we certainly are like when they think of like the capital of the USA, but their first guess would be like Dallas. Dallas? I don't know if they know what Dallas is. Dude, whenever somebody asks, like, I guess there was oh, a TV yeah, show. Texas, they're like, oh, from Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> That's I, the first city they say. I guess there was a famous TV show in the 80s. That's true. But speaking of not Dallas, let's talk about Houston, 193rd Street Rat, the Houston DK, which <laughs> kind of surprised he plays DK and not Pikachu or Pichu, but. No, yes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It's a buff rat. My goodness. But in a surprise twist, we have 129th going to Vanguard. It's not a very conducive environment for an Ike main, I would say, especially one that has no secondary. But 129th goes to him. Pretty impressive considering. Yeah, I think yeah, he drove actually, there. That's what I heard. And also his run was ended by a Pikachu player from France. So, you know, pretty tough matchup oh, because it's not one BMW. No, it's a different one. But, okay. um, you know, it's still you know it's kind of hard to go to a major and then you run into a pretty hard matchup like that but 129 so not goes, too bad so it goes yeah it's more so like strange that i would have two nickels for each time there was a french pikachu in my bracket <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Interesting. Interesting. Ratatouille looking ass. Anyway, the 49th goes to Teaser. That's a W on what? W on Colorado. Hello? Uh, oh, Colorado is like oh, notable, notable, notable. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I was like, Colorado? Is that a typo? Okay. Colorado. How very clever. Colorado. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Teaser. 50th place, I'm sure. Again, he's just one of those players that, like, the very idea of getting outside of top eight is just dissatisfactory to him. But 49th out of a thousand people, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like top like five percent. I'm trying to think of Teaser's highest placing at a major. Was it ninth or seventh? Well he did Man. get top eight. I think he got third at a DreamHack tournament. Ooh. Uh, I think yeah, it was DreamHack yeah, Atlanta. That, that was kind of a smaller I guess venue. It all comes down to your definition of a major. Yeah, yeah, point, that's true. Yeah. I mean it's still impressive. But yeah, ninth place is impressive too. And then at last we have Shattuck coming in at seventeenth with big dubs on Jackal, Send, and Zenodo. Those are like top eight kind of names, but this major was just majorly different. Players yeah, have so much experience, and Shattuck. Is run, yeah, he had his run ended by uh, Light and Debuzz. I mean that that's crazy to think about. You lose to those two players and you get seventeenth, but that's how stacked Oof. Genesis Nine was. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that's pretty frickin' brutal. 17th to lose to the Buzz and Light. That's like a top three kind of finish. <laughs> yeah. Same tournament was so crazy. Just look at bracket, like, the top 64. There's so many players who you would think would make top eight that did not. It's just crazy. Like, Zamba, it was... no. Kurama, no. Taya, oh, no. Wow. Um... Mars, no. Cosmos, no. Yeah, the top eighters were more so like the people that are number one of their respective nation. Like it was that kind of scale of tournament. Sure. It was a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of number one, you have A-Cola on the top eight, getting seventh. Number one in Japan, baby. Yeah. Which, um, and then um, Tweak was tied with him, yeah. Yeah, Tweak, Tweak tied with him. A-Cola, a lot of people predicted him to win the tournament. Of course, I mean, it's the best Steve in the world. You would only expect it given his circumstances and his uh, resources. But being placed all the way down to seventh really meant there was something different in the air, like the genesis of a new era or something. Yeah, especially because these two players were number two and number three seed. You know, it was Fargo, Ecola, and then Tweak. And both of them missed out on top three. Pretty crazy. That's absolutely wild, yeah. Who could have predicted what happened to Genesis, man? Yeah, like, nobody. Starting off, like, Tweet, congratulations on 7th, regardless. And then we have 5th place going to the number one in Europe. That's right, the number one in Europe's in 5th, and the number one in Japan is in 7th. What the hell happened to Genesis? And then Spargo tying with Gluttony. And then Gluttony yeah. was seated, I think he got, he was ninth or 10th seat, so he wasn't even seated to get top 8, which is crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy when you say it like that, but I mean, look at these names, like... Fargo was the number one seed, like, well-deserved, but <laughs> it's like one through ten, you know, any of those guys could have won the entire tournament. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, shout out to Spargo. Also winning dubs with uh, Chag. Can't forget about that. Oh, yeah. We, this is a dubs-friendly <laughs> podcast. Thank you, everybody. We need to mention dubs, if only to keep it alive and the idea of it alive. Because Chag is like the dubs partner, right? The Palutena. She's best in dubs. Yeah, because... Him and Louis Money didn't make top 64 in singles. You know, just uh, just the push in the pallet propaganda. Ignore Chase's results. 
<laughs> no worries there. But moving on to the Dark Horse or the Dark Hedgehog, even. It's not Shadow. Nope, it's Sonics. The guy single-handedly responsible, according to Twitter, for their $10,000 <laughs> fee for the venue going past 11 p.m. as scheduled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to Sonics. I think he got ninth. He was ninth seed, and he still got top eight, top four even. Yeah, he had some major, major waves being made. He almost beat Light, too. That was a Game 5 nail-biter. He almost beat Leo. <laughs> he almost beat Leo, too! Yeah. That's like, tough. Me, yeah, got, oh he's my, Mr. This Genesis. became another statistic, you know? Yeah. Once, <laughs> once MK Leo, like, timed out Sonics, I think it got in his head, and he just started to play a little differently. He's like, I can't be playing Sonic and getting timed <laughs> out. That's not... That's my job. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's like yeah, a, that would a privilege. Everybody. Like when your character can time out Sonic, like they're a good character. Phew. Dude, Leo could probably time me out with DK. I won't lie. <laughs> I think <laughs> out a different breed. Jigglypuff of DK. I would. I, you know, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I wouldn't anyway. Moving on to third place, we have number one in America. That's Light Baby, the one, the only, the most honest individual in Smash. Yeah, so honest that Fair Footstool did not kill, <laughs> which is a good thing, <clears throat> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like no uh, Cheek said it right no in the dubs chat. He said he won if this was Smash right. 4, <laughs> and he did. It's true. But Light wears his heart on his sleeve, and then he rolls them up. And thusly, third place is where he rests. He had that so close. It was game five against MK Flippin' Leo, bro. I would have popped off so hard that everybody's careers would have ended. But regardless, he did fall as much of a fight as he put up. And then finally, finally, MK Leo versus Mutes happened. And that was just ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. actually was telling everybody that I went to bed because I was like tired. And I woke up and I was like, oh, Leo won. That's cool. I'll watch their set tomorrow. And man, what a set. It was like peak ultimate. You know, if this was yes. what ultimate's going to look like for 2023, I'm excited. It's going to look like 2019. <laughs> Bro, I mean, it may as well. We have a time machine after all. I didn't say that. My goodness. It, starting off like this with in January at a tournament called Genesis. It's the birth of a new era. It's the advent of DLC Pack Zero, baby. <laughs> or at least Pack One. We do know yeah, that was I, most of the reason that MK Leo took the cake. We saw, um, well, I guess, I guess just, just Joker and Steve. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of Aegis. So pretty light on the DLC for for a top eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, we say 2019, but Mutes, the way he was moving with Peach, never before seen in one person. Yeah, you see shades oh, yeah. of Umeki playing like that in Japan or other Peaches, but to be one player doing all of that was crazy. Like, he made Peach to be look one like player. Yeah, to do a 0 to 100 Peach combo in Winner's Finals. On the best player in the world to start the set, that is the first thing you do out of the gate. Not to mention Mutase went on the most legendary run of all of Smash history, or at least Smash Ultimate history, because he beat the number one of each respective nation on the world. The face of the world was stomped upon mm -hmm. by two fancily high-heeled shoes. Yeah. My god, bro. Just some of these W's for Mutase, MKLeo, Light, Gluto, Okola, and Meister. Yeah, which oh he says Meister's a 9-1 matchup for Peach, and I would, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Uh, that matchup I don't doubt it. annoying. 
And yet, yeah, it didn't matter whether it was the player or the character, Mutace's hands were fully functional that day. He got a massage or something, because that guy went crazy. Yeah. Making the most, like, debatably the best run of all time. He It was giving Armada. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the villain of Smash Ultimate had to ruin it. Oh Do you have anything God. to say for yourself, MKLeo fanboy number 33? The villain? Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Look, everybody needs a strong person or a rival to you know what how late would it be if it was just some some guy there standing and got first place this is mk lay yeah. we're talking about like he's he's a, he's a grinder he's, he's one of the hardest working people in smash and you know like, joker says all the home all the money back home to his mom yeah what a villain yeah no <laughs> one has to be a villain and it's it's just like when you become successful you become the villain okay it's ask roger federer it, it's what happens no one Dude. watches tennis, okay? We're talking about it's the It's the law big of leaps. the underdog. <laughs> no, I the agree. The more though. you I, win, I, the I, more I, they I, want to see you fall. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you don't want mm -hmm. the same person to win every time. And it had been a little bit. You know, he was seated fourth. But, man, New Day's, it just felt like it was his time, you know? Yeah. And it was. Seated you know? 18. Regardless of whether he got first or not, he still beat the best of the best players in the world and, all at once and qualified for summit so like you you can take that second place and also that qualification like you don't have to like you're going to summit like that's a great consolation prize i'm sure a lot I of other players so. would love to do that that is true yep 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 not to mention summit is synonymous with the word and may i say this with most potency peak and that was <laughs> the peak of smash and the peak of mudace's career hopefully this is a short premonition of what is to come yeah i hope it's on his peak i would love to see him get first place at the next tournament oh my god yes peak on fleek on peach please but mk leo's joker for the first time in a long time being his primary path forward to first place yeah the fact that MK leo or like that was forced onto joker by pretty specifically mu days oh yeah that pilot was not working against peach because in the round was like... before he had used aegis to you know mm -hmm. outspeed sonic like that was the, the yeah. whole game plan it's like okay you could try to run away with me but i'm playing mithra like good luck with that no literally <laughs> you were like speed of sound versus the speed of light who wins but then in winter's finals he started off with violet and it was not working and he had to go to joker and when he ran into him in grand it was all joker the whole time Yes, sir. Because like when it came to when he came down to it, he went Joker when he's not joking around anymore. It just took him like what three years to be like, okay, I'll play seriously. Yeah, it felt like it felt so anime, bro. Because like he's like finally a worthy opponent. Our battle will be legendary, and legendary it was. Yeah, it was. It was legendary. This is one of the most legendary like end of tournaments I've ever seen. Yeah, one of the most legendary tournaments in all of Smash history, I'd say bonkers stuff honestly it would have made like top ultimate tournament of all time if mu days had won most likely yeah i, I would say so if it ended up like a game yeah. five like bomb pool and mu days just wins that way uh, oh my god bro another world welcome to peach's palace <laughs> but with all that in mind congratulations to mu days and congratulations to texas for owning mu days <laughs> yeah i mean that's a perfect transition to our next talking point the texas pr precisely mm -hmm. he got us some good pr but our pr is pretty good too well, we already know who's number one like you know usually these lists yeah. you start from number 10 and build up but 
There's no drama. Uh, he beat MK Leo. Jason's number one for Texas PR. Yeah, that's like one of the best players in the world now. We can't really, in good conscience, regardless of how many local results he has, say that he's anything but. Yeah, he might lose, you know, at a local to Hippo or whoever <laughs> that's not a top talent, but is still a good player. But, oh, you know what's funny? That um, Udace did better at Genesis than he did at oh the Texas God. Regional. <laughs> Like oh my ago. god, if that isn't the story of our whole lives here in Texas, it <laughs> yeah. is a fight for our lives, bro. Yeah, I ended up losing to the Ridley, the at the they lost to that Ridley snub and lost to Grayson at set count. Pretty crazy. Ooh, way to get snubbed. God damn. But no, yeah. I bet he just didn't have his coffee that day. That's the difference. Yeah. But, uh, in any case, we could start off with number 10, because we already know what number 1 is, but let's start from the bottom, just for old time's sake. First and foremost, with no bull to be had, we have Bull Hall decking these halls with his number 10 place finish. Just to give a little bit of background, by the way, Texas PR is for 6 months. They usually do it for 3, but they opted to do 6 months just to get more data. So some people be like, oh, why is this person so low? But you have to realize it's a, a, time, a 6 month time span, so... You know, a you lot might can happen in six yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. You might see someone pop up recently that you're like, "Why are they so low?" But that's be just because you know recency. <laughs> mm -hmm. Recency bias is real. But moving on to number nine, Dare, take it away. Number nine is going out to Ronnie Chu, who we all know the name, the the snake player. But but that snake is no longer in the grass. He is out and proud in the sun, the limelight. Yeah, saying that limelight, um, we we also have Renegade, who's another really good snake, but Ronnie Chu edging him out a little bit, getting on the Texas PR. Not sure how much he's been traveling lately, but he definitely has quite a bit of good wins. Yeah, not to mention it's like a really good face too. We have to admit that we're a bit a little bit biased. Yeah, I'm looking at his um player database right now, and it's it's been a lot of Coin boxes and locals. He did go to Lost Tech City. Got 33rd there. Oh, he's after that money. But, yeah, shout out to Ronnie Chu getting ninth place on the PR. Moving up to number eight is Burr, who doesn't live here anymore. Oh, yeah. He's in Oklahoma. Oh, he's abandoned us. He'll be back. Packed his bags and gone over the hillside. But, yeah, Burr. You know, hasn't been um, playing as much lately. Has been going to some locals in Oklahoma, but that Kazia got so many good victories over the end of 2022. The latter half, that is. Six whole months, people. Yeah, remember. six whole months, not just the end. The entire latter half. We haven't seen a lot of Burr lately, but again, six months ago, he was tearing this state in half. So yeah. it only makes sense that it was going to be number eight, at least. I feel like he kind of, like... Stop playing as much whenever um, Shockwave started experimenting with the bands. It seemed like Burr was just trying to have fun and trying to, you know, he just wanted to try some things out. He was playing the Sora and the Inkling. Don't forget the Bowser Jr. <laughs> yeah, the that Bowser came out Jr. with a force. <laughs> Sheesh. But 
One player we do see a lot of, and will continue to, is Z3, baby. Z3's Young Link is a force to be feared. As much of a timeout character as Sonic's is Sonic. But she finds her way to number seven because she continues to be as consistent as ever. Yeah, and is always grinding. God, Z3 had, what, the most played games in all 2022? <laughs> Probably. It would not surprise me. I don't know how, like... She has a job. Does she just she not job sleep? She plays the longest games, too. So the fact that she has more games than everybody and her games are longer than yours, imagine. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, her player database right now, and it's multiple locals every week. So I guess, you know, she's she's doing good at that Austin scene. Probably going to have to file uh, her, her taxes. Oh, yeah. Definitely so. But... The person collecting these taxes is none other than Atomic, because he has been chasing after the moolah, as he did win that regional this week, was it? Yeah. So, I mean, someone's got to tell Tom Atomic, you know, even though he's a young kid, he still has to file taxes. <laughs> Regrettably. Once you start making those big bucks. Yeah. Uncle Sam's like, I don't care how old you are, you better pay up. The IRS has no age limit. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. If you gotta get your mommy and daddy to help you with that, but... Fifth place going to Yanni, who is now, you know, semi-retired. Still attending locals for the fun of it, for the heck of it, but he did make a hell of a wave for himself in the latter half of 2022, and we will not soon forget, mm -hmm. which is why he has earned that reputation, and that 5 out of 5 performance warrants a fifth place finish. Yeah, Yanni going out on a high note, like, like he might be a little disappointed about his PGR ranking falling, but hey, he made Texas PR and DFW PR and PGR all... He was on the list, three different lists, and then he retires. What a way to go out. The triple threat. Mm-hmm. A better way to do it, especially if you're going into entertainment. Yeah. Speaking of triple threats, know Nico plays three characters. The Cloud, the Sephiroth, and the Shulk, I believe. Not sure yeah, how much that comes capacity. out anymore. But yeah, he got fourth place. The number one player in Houston being number four on the Texas PR. Man, he's got some crazy wins under his belt. Nobody will ever soon forget that crazy win he got on that Incineroar player. Who was it? RJ at Lost Tech. That's right. Mm -hmm. Man, he got that comeback like nobody's business. Imagine coming back on Incineroar three stocks to one. What a legendary 2022 that man had. Yeah, super legendary. Got a... Was that Lost Tech, right? He got seventh place there. Yeah. Yep. And of course, I mean, everybody can guess the top three. Like, it, it's yeah, just, At this point, yeah. If anybody knows Texas... Everybody knows who the top three is and what order they are, you know. And it's no surprise to see Shattuck and then Lima and then Mutes. You know, they kind of just represent Texas as a whole and they do a really damn good job of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the fact that they all play uncharacteristic characters, like the most uncommon picks in this meta. Shattuck playing Corrin, the one you only see once every few months on Elite Smash. Lima playing Bayonetta, the one you saw last in either Smash 4, New York, or Texas. And then Mudace, playing the ridiculous high-execution character that is Peach. Yeah, they're all characters, I feel like, that were more common in Smash 4 than in Ultimate. Yeah, so it happens. It's crazy to think about, because this doesn't even count what he did recently. You know, this doesn't count Let's Make Big Moves, where he beat Onan. And it doesn't count Genesis recently, where he got all those wins on, you know, Sen, Zenodo, and Jackal. Yeah, pretty crazy. All he's done stuff. now is widen the gap. Yeah, I feel like um, some people might be surprised that Lima is above Shattuck, considering how much Shattuck's been popping off recently. But the top three, it's as expected, you know. These these guys are mm -hmm. way above everyone else, and 
if you want to see some like good gameplay, some good Texas Smash, just just watch one of those three. They are the kind of the peak. Yeah. Peak of Texas, peak of Smash Brothers, and as far as music is, is concerned, the peak of Ultimate. People don't realize too about people like Lima is he grinds a lot of like regionals to like uh, the tournaments that are in between majors and regionals. You know, just to, to just roll with it, he got fifth place and he beat people like Omega and Toast. And, you know, those don't, like, really pop off on the radar, like, you know, a Lost Tech City or a Riptide or something like that, you know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But we all know he's great. We just kind of, like, at this point, it blurs together because he wins so damn much. (laughs) Yeah, when he's winning Shockwave and Richardson back-to-back, we're like, you know, you just get used to it. You take it for granted almost, and you're like, you kind of forget how good he really is. Truly, until he's your next opponent in bracket, <laughs> and then suddenly it all comes crashing down in front of you. But Lima, forever and all time, him and Mudes go kind of like tit for tat whenever they have locals here. Mm-hmm. So I know he's just as hungry as Mudes is, and I hope he gets to get, have a, his breakout tournament here one of these days too. I mean, a major scale. Yeah, it'll, it'll come. It'll definitely come. But yeah, a little, this, this Texas PR uh, looks a little different than the DFW PR, but still had uh, four players on it, Burr, Atomic, Yanni and Lima, so almost halfway there. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what you guys think the Texas PR is going to look like for 2023, because I could see more DFW showing up, you know, maybe a Skits. He's been on there before. Oh, I know he's fiending for it. I mean, I would definitely think Atomic's going to be getting higher. I mean, he's just getting yeah. so good, so fast, and he's getting the opportunities to go out of region and out of out of state, which is what Texas PR looks at most, you know. They're they they mostly look at, you know, how you do at rate regionals and how you do at majors, and uh, that's what Atomic does to a T perfectly. Yeah, this this formula got- definitely weighs majors and regionals a lot more than local PR, which you know is more concerned yeah. with the weekly tournaments that we all go to. Local PR is about who's the best amongst us. Texas PR is how good is this representation of Texas versus the world. Yeah, it's kind of like a showcase for, you know, the Texas top talent. If, like, people that don't know much about the scene just want, like, to take a cursory glance of our talent, they can just look at this list and be like, oh, okay, these 10 players are yeah. all really good and all have popped off at majors before. We have 50 states in this beautiful United States of America. You're not going to be looking into each individual city PR of those states. So when it comes to Texas, we want them to get a cursory glance at who we consider to be our world-level talent. Right. For our top three, I think that is no question. We have 50 states, but DFW's bigger than half of them. More than half, probably. (laughs) Population-wise, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, too, because there is Low Tide City in May, so that's going to compromise, you know, at least part of that uh, six-month first half of the PR if they're doing that again. And then, of course, there's going to be other majors in DFW and elsewhere that are being very interesting to look at for the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're only in January, people. It all starts from here, and it's going to be a tough climb for everybody, except for apparently Mudes. Oh, right. That that second place, he could just, like, stop playing the rest of this the year and he'll be on Literally. the Literally. It's all a downhill climb from here. I could just oh, kind of coast on that results for a nice long while. But we all know he's not going to be resting on his laurels. Nor on his petticoat. For sure. But it's going to be really interesting because I know there's uh, people in DFW that have been reinvigorated by this and 
you know that's what happens with majors you know you see that level of talent on display and it just mm-hmm. it either makes you want to grind or maybe not play at all <laughs> and but yeah I mean, when it grands is that like uh, and that fires people up and then makes them want to go out to majors to experience that's that thing. and to hopefully like, be in top eight when there's when there's grands that like you know we've seen before that made us all doomer like when the steves were all the top eight or it was a really Steve slow Steve painful action, grand yeah. finals you know, maybe you didn't want to grind, but after Mutates versus MK Leo, like, I don't know how you cannot be anything but fired up. Yeah, like that was Smash Brothers. That's how you know that it all comes down to how hard you work and how much you believe and how well you can execute all of that together. Yeah, so I I can't wait to see what the next PR, Texas PR looks like. It's If they opt to go three months or go for the six months, but it'll be really interesting, especially, too, with Texas... Smash Summit happening in March as well. I forgot about that. Yeah. Vote for Skelly. <laughs> that'll, that'll be uh, crazy to see. We'll we'll definitely have to rally behind a couple DFW players. There's, there's quite a few of them that made it through the second round. This is about to be an event as big as Texas. Ergo, Texas Reverie. Remember, keep your eye on Twitter. That's where you're going to be seeing most of the action in terms of votes and uh, people selling themselves and or humiliating themselves for votes. <laughs> okay, I'll never forget Bert eating those peppers. Neither will Bert, there. neither will Bert. So true, so true. Shout out to Bert the Dragon. You are not forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Right. They may have clipped your wings, but you still got more fire after eating all those peppers. <laughs> all right, everybody. So well, funny. with all that in mind, And all that under the rug now, it's only the beginning of the year, but it seems like a bright one. This is taking a serious... Right here. All right. We've got more leash than the typical podcast, but. But damn. Nobody has that far of a leash. But, but you know what? It's fine. I am Simple Interest, and, and I. With me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I am Home Equity Loan. Denton After Dark, the dad podcast. 